Hello, welcome to another session of the JMJ Missions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Palmieri, along with my co-hosts, co-founders, tri-founders, tri-hosts, and any other form of um, description you want to call them, Anthony McCullough, and the one and only... Rocco and Tara Borelli. Ant, you're the one and only as well, but I gave this one and only to Rock just because I felt Thank like you. Yeah, as, I appreciate that. Very he much. deserves it. Thank he, you. you know, he's a good, he's a, he's a great, you know, filmmaker. He is the one and only Rocco. So, and how many people do you, like, let's just think about this. How many people do you know in your life, the listener, named Rocco? I bet you probably I don't, don't know anybody. I know maybe a couple people um, from just coming into the restaurant that I work in. Oh, A couple okay. clients. Okay. Yeah. But is it not it, personally? But it's a popular. It's, I mean, it's an Irish restaurant, but it's a popular Italian spot. No, but just right? clientele that com- that have come in that whose names were. And you know Rocco. any other Roccos? I don't. Life? This is the one and only. So, for, and to me, you're the one and only as well. I don't think I know any other Roccos in my life. Thank you. I try to be unique. All right. Well, Thank there you. we go. Today, our <laughs> our topic is looking for a spouse. Are you looking for a spouse? Well, you're not, right? I'm not. I'm married. I just got married, happily married. Just had a really? kid. I mean, I didn't have the kid. My wife had the kid. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> you were there. Yeah, I was there. It was great. Uh, <laughs> wonderful experience. And he is um, going to be four weeks old this Friday, which is really exciting. Um, however, I did have to go through the journey of looking for a spouse. Um, and if you already have a spouse, you can relate to this episode. So all the more reason to listen to it. Um, and if you have not, we got some great tips for you. So we're really excited. It's going to be a good one. Um, by the way, the way to find us, jmjmissions.com. We have, that's our website. Uh, all information on us and our talks especially, you can get there. Um, we're on YouTube, JMJ Missions, Instagram, Facebook. Please follow us on social media. We're also on TikTok and, of course, these podcasts, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, or SoundCloud. So without further ado, here comes that opening song that we've grown so fond of, that we love so much. Take it away, whoever. It's actually me. I'm the one that actually pushes play on the laptop. Okay, music. I'm off today. I think you're on, Dan. I think you've never been more on. I don't know. I think I'm off. <laughs> I think you're being way too hard on yourself. Yeah. Don't tell you better. Like this song. Great song. Great song. <laughs> I mean, the person, the person who made this song was obviously hard on themselves, or else they would have Right. Pure gold. Yeah, right. Music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Looking for a spouse. But before then, small talk and what subject are we going to talk about today? So today, what I want to bring to your attention is there are many different times of the year in the calendar. We got 52 weeks to choose from. Tell me, with all things considered, what are your favorite two week, what's your favorite two week stretch of the year? And now you got to keep in mind there's holidays. Let's assume, let's go back to the time when we were in school. So the summer thing has a play, a part to play as well. Without question, my favorite, <clears throat> excuse me, two weeks of the year are the two weeks leading up to Christmas. Um, so everyone, is Christmas the last day of the two-week stretch? Or yeah, is Christmas in the middle? With Christmas being the last day of the two-week stretch. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, everyone. Depressing. What's depressing? Like it's Christmas now. It's done. Yeah, I know. Like what? Like what's what's wrong with you? It's the it's all the anticipation and excitement and joy that everybody is experiencing during those two weeks. Everyone's festive. 
Everyone's merry. Everyone's in a good mood. You got nice Christmas dinner to look forward to. I'm Italian, so we have nice manicotti and raviolis and meatballs. Wait, what was the first thing you said? Manicotti. I've never what heard of that. that? I'm, a, I'm, I'm almost half Italian. I've never heard of that in my life. It's the galamad of gal- calamari or the... Uh... English. Yeah, I, don't, I still... I'm, I'm, I'm... What? It's, you know, when people say gabagool and... Uh, Right, but what? But what are you saying? Still, I still don't know what you're saying. Manic manicotti. I'm saying. Oh, actually, I do know what that is. Isn't like a really long it's just, ravioli? It's just the it's the Americanized Italian way of saying manicotti. But manicotti. What's, I don't know what manicotti is. Manicotti are are like stuffed shell. They're like raviolis. Okay. In but cylindrical form. In cylindrical like form. Like form. No. No. That's no. no. Oh. Just be quiet. Okay. We could try. Okay. Uh, they're like, they're like raviolis are stuffed with ricotta, ricotta cheese for all my American <laughs> friends, including you that need things Americanized. Um, so yeah, anyway, we got nice managat to look forward to. You got the lights going up. Everyone is, is excited. Everyone's excited to give each other their presents. It's just a, it's just a very festive and joy filled time. Those two weeks. I was a... You know, I didn't believe you at first, but now I'm on your team. Thank you. I no, kind of like it. I mean, like, I, I get it, but I don't because, you know, for me being a teacher and throughout my life, I still have school those two weeks leading up to Christmas. Like, I don't That's not do my that. problem. I, I mean, I love my students. I love my job. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I love my students and I love my job. <laughs> but, like, the two weeks after Christmas would probably be my second favorite time of the year. Because, like, you know, it's Christmas. Now you got two weeks off. No. Now you can so, enjoy no. your gifts. So granted, with this in mind, else. Christmas so like, is maybe like Christmas being an octave. <laughs> Christmas being an octave season. Yeah, <laughs> I understand all that. Mm-hmm. But the actual Christmas Day itself, where we everyone goes to mass, vigil mass, whatever, morning mass, you don't look forward to those two weeks leading up to the actual day where the whole world is celebrating yeah, so the I, birth of Christ. I love Advent. I love Advent, and I, I like leading up to it. We give talks during Advent, you know, if anyone wants to book us. Um, but, like, honestly, the Christmas would be part of it. That would be, like, the second – stop laughing at me. Christmas would be, like, the second or third day of that two-week stretch. What am I talking about right now? My favorite uh, would be – would be uh, I think we're in it right now, July, July, probably early July. Why? It's summer, okay? Fourth of July, great holiday. You know, getting spend time down the shore. We always get on the shore for Fourth of July. Spending time with my extended family, my immediate family, my little son. Now, um, like I said, it's during summer break as a teacher. Uh, JMJ usually has a little bit of a wind down uh, during that little patch, late June, early July, because um, it's summer, and so it's just a really nice time to spiritually get back on track, spend time with family, have a good time, get on the shore. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that's me. Ant. Very nice. My favorite stretch is when it finally gets warm in May, the middle of May. That's a good smack one. dab. In that the is a of really May good one because yeah. that is when everything is green. Mm-hmm. I really like the color lush green. and green. Yeah, like and the we're all... just coming off of a whole winter and season of just everything looking dead and dark. Yeah, and you have like the summer to look forward to. Although I don't like summer that much, but just the middle of May is just the sweet spot. It is mm-hmm. just beautiful. Yeah. Second favorite would be the middle, the last week of September and the first week of October. Like when it starts to get cooler. Like the when it gets nice and here. brisk and yeah. crispy and football's on. Crispy. Smell the fireplace. Yeah. Getting the hoodies out. Yeah. Pumpkin spiced coffee. Wow. I really, that was hypocritical of me. I do drink pumpkin spice coffee here and there, but the idea of it, I don't know if I would say that on air. Yeah. I, I said just, it on actually, air. Actually, I just did say it on air. So, yeah. all right. Well, touche. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Easter egg. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, that's our. It's an early Easter egg. If you if you listen to this and you want to let us know you listened this far and get some extra prayers from us, as always, type in on one of our YouTube videos. Which one, Ant? Any any video that you want. All right, any video because yeah. we'll see it. Pumpkin spiced coffee. Wow. Yeah, Cannot so, believe that. So seriously, actually... do that. Go to our YouTube, comment pumpkin spiced coffee, and we will pray for you. We will. Yep. Rosaries up mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay, so um, the topic today looking for a spouse are you looking for a spouse i mean you know if you already have one you went through this you can relate to it always a fun topic to talk about relationships we wanted to just kind of dive into this stuff because everyone likes to talk about relationships you know human beings uh, even if you're called to be a sister or, or a priest we are we are um we're actually sexual beings it's in the it's in the catechism of the catholic church we want to be in relationship we want to be in communion with others socially through friendships, through our parishes, through our families, extended families, and also um, if we're called to it through relationships, through dating, through marriage. It's like a topic that never gets old. Everybody likes talking about it. So we wanted to delve into that a little bit and um, talk about looking for a spouse. So we have a a couple steps you could take um, in order to find a good spouse in both yourself, um, steps to work on interiorly, and then finally, um, like what qualities to look for and how to approach that based on our, our superb girl expertise myself anthony and rocco but this works if or you're, lack thereof if, we're, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, if you uh if you're a girl listening to this as well it would apply to guys too we're not going to go too much into specifically guy or girl talk just more like a significant other talk whoever that is um how to how to find them and um what kind of uh, mentality to have the first thing we got to talk about though and this is the one people don't want to hear but maybe the most important Step number one in this process of finding a spouse, to look inwardly. I know everyone wants to like think, okay, here's the qualities I want to look for in a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a potential wife or husband. You know, whether you're 14 or you're, or, or, or you're 40, people love thinking about that, but they don't like thinking about themselves. But what did Jesus say? Before you remove the splinter from your brother's eye, remove the wooden beam from your own eye look at yourself first and so the first question that we have to ask ourselves when looking for a spouse is this are you ready to look for a spouse are you ready for a full committed relationship right now and by ready i don't mean like do you feel like it like should i just go you know mess around with people and just like use people that's not what i mean that's that's never should be part of our game plan i mean is your heart ready is your soul ready or are there things you have to work on so yeah. the first step would be to look at yourself um, because, you know, if you get into a relationship and you're not ready, let's say you have to heal from something. Let's say you, um, you know, maybe your uh, your parents, you know, they went through a divorce or something. You haven't gotten over that. Or maybe you're... Or you struggle with <clears throat> um, not being alone. Like if you struggle with... Uh, like not wanting not, to be alone? Not Yeah, not wanting to be alone. Like if you can't be independent and secure with yourself and you're just escaping from one relationship to the next. Right. That's something that needs to be fixed. Oh, 100%. And people often look for a relationship to fix their own problems. Like, Oh, I'll be happy when I have, because it's a pure escape. Yeah. But that's not, it's, it's, it's it's the lure of the rush. Right. Right. Entering into a relationship and Mm -hmm. finding someone. Yeah. So honestly, I think the first thing to look at is even if you do want, and you feel like you, you are looking for the right reasons, really got to look at yourself and think, am I? Um, the two things you want to make sure that you're clear of before you start looking for a spouse or really start to enter committed relationships, because, you know, you're, you're bringing the other person on a journey when you do that. When you look for one, when you finally get in a relationship, a lot of your feelings are intertwined now. 
your ups become their ups, their ups become your ups and downs for the same, you know, in the same way, vice versa. Um, their downs become your downs, your downs become their downs. Um, are you ready to bring someone on that journey or will you bring somebody down? So we have to ask that question first. And the two things that I, I thought of that we have to make sure that we are aware of and that we're, we are clear of first would be number one, uh, deep emotional wounds that would have to do with relationships. I think everybody's wounded. This entire world has wounds. That's why we have Jesus. The entire world needs an operation of sorts on our souls. Jesus is that healing doctor. But some wounds are much deeper than others and affect your sexual or um, not sexual, but I should say um, romantic relationships with others more than other wounds do. Um, and those wounds can be traced back to a lot of different things. I would say, like I said, maybe a divorce in your family, if you haven't forgiven your parents, or maybe you have a, sometimes divorce leaves a deep, um, Cardinal Sarah actually said this, a deep distrust of love in a, in a kid's soul. Like they don't think true love exists. Um, of course it does. If you find the right person and God's part of the relationship, of course, true love can exist, but we can sometimes look at that and like, feel like we're never going to have true love and we should just bounce around from person to person or that it's okay to just drag somebody down because that's what happened. That's all, you know, uh, or maybe you've been backstabbed in a relationship and it's hard to trust. Um, I think that's happened to almost everybody. Most people will be hurt in a, re in a romantic relationship in their life. If you haven't had that happen to you, God bless you. Good for you. Yeah, and it, it will, <laughs> <laughs> but it probably will. Statistically, yeah. most people do get hurt and it all depends on how you heal from that. I don't know if you guys want to speak to the right and wrong way to heal from a bad relationship in the past so that you don't, um, so it doesn't affect your relationships negatively in the future. Yeah, I, I think one of the first things you have to do if you get really hurt by someone, maybe it's betrayal, maybe it was someone was unfaithful to you or whatever. Um, you have to remember that everyone kind of has their own stuff. And like people, th this person could have made that decision not because of you, but because of something that's going on within their own heart. So I think step one is to not blame yourself all the time. Like you can look at yourself with a clear eye and say like, okay, sure, I, I could have done that better or I could have done this better. But, you know, we can't like save people. And if, if something wants to break, it's going to break. Yeah. And actually, I remember um, one of your favorite Jimmy Eat World quotes. I think it was from the song Always Be. Mm -hmm. Great. By, by the way, way, Jimmy Eat World is, for those that don't know. Phenomenal band. Um, from Arizona. No, I meant the years. Oh, oh, from the two thousand. I was like, "What's he trying to?" I get was like, at? Well, yeah, I guess you know, I'm, 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 I'm impressed that I remember they were from Arizona. Yeah, they are. Uh, they were big in the two thousands. Uh, we loved them. When yeah, we were, I we loved youngsters. And appreciated their music. Young, youngins, uh, yeah. but they still make some good music now. Great album, by the way, from like a year and a half ago. Uh huh. Um, but one of their one of their quotes was, "You can't keep safe what wants to break." If you're in a relationship with somebody and like they want out. It's just, it's just going to happen. And I know that sounds rough that like, you know, you got to make your peace with it, but uh, it's actually God doing you a favor. Mm -hmm. um, Cause we can like cry over bad relationships, people that hurt us. Maybe we liked them more than they liked us, et cetera, whatever. Maybe they, maybe they cheated, whatever it was. We can try to like go in circles thinking of why this happened. But in the end, if they did not love you the way you deserve to be loved in a marriage, then by allowing them to cheat or to leave or to hurt you or to treat mistreat you or whatever, break it off with you, whatever they did, God did you a huge favor because that means they just didn't like you. You weren't meant for each other. Right, and it's better now than if you were to get married. It's better oh, that so pain happens now. He saved now. you ahead of time from something really disastrous. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Because then if you marry that person, it's gonna be it's gonna be awful experience. But then you know kids get involved and then they would potentially have to see divorce and. Then right. you're back to score one. The kids are traumatized because their parents are getting a divorce. Right. Mm -hmm. 
and so they're already wounded. It's a loop, you know? It's a complete loop. So we have to practice deep trust in divine providence that God takes care of us, and anything that happens to you in a relationship, like the other person breaking it off or whatever they did, um, if God allowed it, it was for a reason, and he did you a big favor. He's got someone better for you. The second thing to watch out for in that same situation is to watch that you don't have trust issues. Um, what is one way you can start to trust God again after you've had a bad experience in a relationship and trust others? Because sometimes people go the rest of their life putting walls up, not being able to trust others, and it hurts their future significant others. It, it hurts their future boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife, because they got cheated on in the past or they got hurt in the past. How did you guys think you can heal from that in a healthy way so you can trust again? Yeah, I, well, I think trusting God is easier than than trusting others because, like, you know, God's got my back, and I know that, and like, I know that He loves me, and like, He's not going to wake up one day and be like, Anthony, I don't love you. So, like, so it's easy to trust Him. That would really scar you if <laughs> yeah, like God would, said that to you one day. Right? Yeah, that <laughs> not would not happen. That would be pretty messed up. It's harder to trust others, but you have to remember that if someone did break your trust in the past, that that it's that person. Like, it, then when you move on and there's a new person in your life, however much time it takes later. But that person and the, the previous person are not the same. So you can't uh, project those insecurities or those trust wounds onto the new person. It's much easier said than done. Uh, but through Christ, it can be possible. Yeah. And you're right, Anne. Through Christ, it can be possible. And if you have trouble trusting, just ask for the grace of trust. You know, ask, ask for that from the Holy Spirit. Right. And, um, and on the <clears throat> flip side, um, it, let's say you're the person that you're dating has trust issues. You can help them to an extent. You can't heal them. You're not going to fix them. But you can, you know, communicate with them when things need to be communicated. Yeah, uh, you have to talk to them. That's important when you do get in that relationship. Uh, and I would also say one thing that has helped, um, I think maybe all three of us in different ways, but diff different things that have happened to us, not just relationships in our lives, is healing prayers. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> what you need to do, let's say you've been hurt before, Go to a priest, go to a spiritual director, someone holy, a, a really good friend that you know is very close to God. I'd recommend a priest. And ask them to run through all of the things in your life that hurt you. All the, whatever, whether it's a boyfriend or girlfriend, whether it's something that happened with your parents that's causing you to not to trust people or to run from relationships. I know it's scary. The, the easy thing to do is just to distract yourself. That's what people do. They get hurt. They get hurt by somebody, whether it's family, friends, romantic relationship, whatever. They got backstabbed by somebody, and they just go on their phones. They, they hop around from person to person as a distraction from their past. Please, I know this is getting deep, but please don't do that. That's the worst way to handle it. It's not going to go away. Um, you're just going to keep bouncing around until you feel even more empty if you do that. Face what's happened in your life. Go to a trusted friend, a priest. Get it all out. Tell, tell, tell people how you feel. Tell someone who loves you how you feel about all this, how this whole thing made you feel. Get the feelings out of your system, and then go through some healing prayers uh, the one that um, a priest did with me was to go with Jesus and revisit every single one of the bad memories I had and imagine Jesus right there comforting me through the whole thing so that that memory was no longer scary for me and the whole situation no longer scary for me and I was able to then trust. Um, and I thank God I did because, um, uh, you know, marrying my, my wife Karen now, like she would never, like she's the most loving, trust trusting individual I've ever met, loyal individual I've ever met. And um, I'm able to trust her fully because I, um, by the grace of God, not by any we can't take credit on our own, but I went back and tried to heal from all those, um, the, any negative things that have happened in my life so that I could trust again. This is going to happen in almost anybody's life. You have to be able to forgive those that hurt you, and you have to be able to trust God and trust others in order to get into a great relationship and um, a solid one. So make sure make sure you look inwardly first. Rock, I love what you said too. Once, once you think now, 
we'll move past that step. So step one is make sure there's no uh, emotional damage that needs to be healed first. Like, like I said, we all have it. So if this is you, don't worry. Don't feel bad. We all have it. We all need that little healing from Jesus, and it's going to come in different ways. Um, let's say we, we, you think you're past that. You think you're ready for a good relationship. Rock, you mentioned not getting too jittery because you just want to not be alone. Right. Uh, can you speak a little more to that? Why is it why is it so dangerous to get in a relationship if just just because you're scared of being alone? I think because you're just probably going to make like if you if you didn't work on those flaws, it's it, it's going to you're just going to bring that into the next relationship until those flaws are are healed. Like you you can't like you have to as you said face it in that season of of loneliness or in that season of being independent and really work on yourself. Seriously, make a commitment to work on yourself or you're just going to drag those same things into, you know, the next relationship. You're only going to pursue another relationship, again, for the allure of, of the rush of of, of escaping uh, what's inevitable. Like like you're you're what am I trying to say? You're like um, denying the inevitable. The inevitable is it's going to happen again. Right. You're denying the fact that it's going to happen again, and you're not facing what needs to be faced. Right. So face it now, and don't run from it, or else you're. Ne- it's only it's only going to compound. Right. And get worse in the future. Right. Face it now, and work on yourself, and and then you could be made ready. Right. For right. that person. And people run from it because it's uncomfortable. Right. But in that uncomfort is when you grow the most. Right. Like that's when you find out who you are. The, 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 the discomfort of like being lonely oh, being or alone. being alone yeah like okay. so like okay. instead of just running into someone else's arms like like rock said like no just sit there and mm-hmm. just be in that moment and, right. like, even though it's so ridiculously uncomfortable but it, it's so necessary yeah um i think the biggest risk to jumping into a relationship when you're not ready is you might settle for someone that's not right for you uh so many people get married or get in relationships just to have somebody there because they're scared of being alone and this is where your spirituality comes in because when you have god you being alone is not that bad. I mean, I, I was, I mean, I'm married now, you know, I was in a committed relationship for a few years before getting married. So it's been a while, but I do remember most of my life being single. And of course, wanting that relationship so bad and thinking about this girl, that girl and getting all excited about it. Oh my gosh, God, where are they? Why haven't they come yet? But you have to just relax and let God take the wheel. You have to be okay with just you and God first. Cause like rock said, and like you guys both said, if you're not, then you risk damaging the other person by taking all of your flaws, which he, you know, like the time of singleness is for God to work on you. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, I'll, I will say this, and this may be a future podcast, so we'll give a little preview here, but when you're single, you have more of a connection with God and a, a different kind of connection. Freedom. That, a, a freedom, yeah, free connection mm-hmm. with God that you will never have again in your life. Because mm-hmm. like, let me tell you, when you get married and now having a little baby and not getting any sleep, okay, um, it's beautiful and it's an awesome sacrifice that is a holy sacrifice that I believe God loves and he's excited that I'm making and that my wife is making, but it is harder to find time to pray. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and speaking as a single person right now, like, if I want to wake up and go to the 8 a.m. mass, I go to the 8 a.m. mass. Right. Like, I don't have to change the diaper. Like, maybe one day in the future I'll have to change the right. diaper. Right. That's God's will. Daily mass. Right? Oh, yeah, daily it's daily mass. mass. Yeah. I just wake up. I'm like, hey, I want to go to mass, so I go to mass. Right. Like, that's the freedom with this connection with God that comes through being single. And when you're single, you have a lot of time to think about yourself and your own flaws and what to work on, as, as you guys have been saying. When you get wrapped up in marriage and having and have kids, as, as amazing as a sacrifice as it is, okay, you're spending like 80% of your time, well, depending on, I guess, how many kids you have, you're spending a majority of your time 
trying to get through each day as a loving sacrifice for your family, which, like I said, is a beautiful, amazing, holy sacrifice, but you, you have less time to develop yourself, to develop your soul, to develop your character, to work on those wounds, to heal from those wounds from the past, right? To work on being okay, just you and just you and God. Right. And um, so it's really important that uh, the second thing, after you, you know, you're getting over your wounds is to make sure you don't jump into a relationship um, just to have one. Uh, I think we can all think of different people in our lives where amazing, beautiful people, but they get into relationships just to get in one, mm -hmm. and then you feel really bad because you know that relationship is not good for them. Now, you don't want to judge because you're really careful about judging relationships from the outside. People get so weird about that. You should wish everybody the best, really, and yeah. just pray for everybody and um, and kind of root for them. Honestly, I'm, I've, I've had too many experiences where people have gossiped about relationships, including my own, including others, um, that I'm just like, you know what? stop judging people's relationships and stop, you know, to, right. to root for them. Yeah, and pray for them, too. Root for them and pray yeah. for them. And so you never want to judge in a negative way. But then again, it is kind of obvious sometimes, especially when it's someone really close to you when someone's not in a good relationship and you're like, why don't they just leave them? Right. It's because they're seeing a lot of red flags. Exactly. Yeah. And it's because people get scared. But having a deep faith in God, a deep connection with God uh, as your best friend, really, yeah. um, that can help you get through that time of, of singleness and wait for the right person. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. So um, once you have done those two things, you can check off box one, deep wounds you're trying to heal from, or at least you're trying, you're overcoming. Box two, you're checking off. I'm not just getting to a relationship just to get in one, just to be, just to not be single. What kind of qualities should you then look for in a potential spouse, potential boyfriend, potential girlfriend when you're dating? Go ahead, take it away. Definitely humility. <laughs> uh, I think that's paramount. Um, I think you avoid now there's always going to be issues and struggles and arguments and fights. Uh, no relationship is perfect, but I think you weed out um, a majority of all problems. Mm -hmm. If the other person, if both parties are very humble and they're willing and wanting to work on themselves, they recognize in their humility, okay, I did this wrong. How can I fix this for next time? It takes humility to, to do that. So would you say that's your number one quality to look for in a, in a potential spouse's humility? Yeah. I like it. Um, Maria Speranza did say, I think we mentioned this in the previous cast, but I'm not sure, um, that humility is the crystal bridge which leads us to heaven. Because as mm -hmm. we just said, everyone's got their stuff. Nobody's perfect. Humility is the only way you recognize that you need to fix it. Right. How can you even recognize that you got to fix yourself or, or work on some things? Like, you know, may, maybe, maybe, maybe you're a little lazy. Well, in a marriage, that's going to cause you some problems because, like, you, you <laughs> trust me, if your your wife or husband's doing everything, it's gonna it's gonna cause you problems. You can't even recognize you're lazy if you're not humble enough to take a look at yourself, right? If you're too full of yourself, you're not even thinking about it. You're just gonna be going out going about your day. Everyone else in the world around you knows you're the laziest you know person they've ever seen. You have no idea. You think you're just you know hot stuff, right? Because <laughs> right. you have any humility. <laughs> so if you're if you're if, if both you and your spouse have humility, that's a to recognize flaws and to we're willing to work on cha and change themselves because um, everyone's going to have them. That's a beautiful quality. And what would you say is a great quality yourself? That gets my vote to humility because the opposite of humility, the, the vice for humility is pride. Mm -hmm. And if someone is prideful, like good luck trying to reconcile an argument. Right. Like, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if, if you or the other person has pride, like you're not going to back down and be like, you know, like, I'm sorry, that was my bad. And then yeah. like, just kind of move on from it. Right. It's like, so yeah, that's, I think humility is number one. Even that, if, even huge. if you knew uh -huh. that they were, like um like wrong and <laughs> they're just kind of rel relentless in their ability to like accept their own flaws and 
you know that you should be correcting them and that can come at a later time, just walk away. Mm-hmm. Like even even if what they're accusing you of, you know, is false is what I'm trying to say. It's better to just take the humble approach and just walk away in that moment because that takes humility too. And then maybe revisit it later when the other person is cooled off. Right. Yeah, that's good advice. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good uh, – yeah, because once, once you're cooled off, you have a much better perspective right. on things. You're not in the moment. You're not, your emotions aren't driving everything. But you need humility <laughs> you need to hu- be able to cool off. And you need humility to just walk away. Right. Um, not to validate them or affirm them and them being wrong about their accusations about you because right. you're not doing that. But it takes – because if you just fire back – the conversation's never going to end. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what you should say is, okay, and then just kind of walk away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, not to affirm them yeah. in, in their accusations because they're probably most likely wrong. They're just kind of prideful to see it. Yeah. And show, like, be a witness in your example. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll change them. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and, and, and of course, when you're in a relationship and the, they're your significant other, whether you're married or not, it's hard for your your example to change them because they're so used to you you know that mm-hmm. familiarity brings contempt like mm-hmm. you're you're if you're an inspirational person towards someone who doesn't see you all the time they're more likely to notice it than your spouse but over time they will over time they will see your humility they'll see your gentleness they'll see your your meekness in the way you handle arguments the way you handle debates the way you talk to them and and it will make an impact it's funny because you're saying humility um, people don't talk about it a lot in relationships they always talk about some other qualities which we'll get to but you know, we've always we've all met somebody of the opposite gender that just seemed so good on the outside, so nice, so polite. They had it all together, and then when it comes down to it, when you get their real personality, they don't have any humility, and that makes conflict almost impossible to overcome. Like sure. you guys said, sure. what would be number two on your guys' list? Number two is I think if they have a prayer life. Well, you know, that's really important to me. Like, are they if I date them, are they willing to pursue virtue with me? That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think that's, that again, goes back to self-improvement, right? Yeah. Um, cause, cause well, first by humility, you recognize your flaws and then through prayer, through a good spiritual life, you start to correct them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so many people run from their flaws because they get intimidated by their flaws. They re- they see like there's something wrong and they don't want to deal with it. They feel bad. So they just run, they feel attacked. But prayer is a different way of handling that because prayer is all centered towards God. So all of a sudden your focus is not on your own flaws and how bad you are. Focuses on how good God is to you, and you just want to let that goodness of God get into your heart and purify you. Um, so, I love self-help books and everything. People are obsessed with that kind of stuff, but but make sure they have a prayer life because when it's oriented towards God, they're more likely to actually change in their heart rather than just kind of like think of, think in circles to themselves. When you orient yourself towards God, your flaws do come out, and it's not a negative thing you run from that you're scared of. It's a positive thing you want to build on. Um, I would also say values too. Go ahead, Rock. Well, preferably, as Ann said, like having a, a, a deep-rooted prayer life and someone with a spiritual foundation. But say I was out somewhere and I met someone and I just noticed that this person had a like a holiness about them that they didn't even know, had a humility that just shined through them. But maybe because of whatever their background is or their, whatever their situation, past situation is, they've maybe took some wrong turns in life, which led them to be maybe agnostic or Mm -hmm. atheist. But because I recognize that humility in them Mm -hmm. and say, I meet up with that person again and, and, you know, I keep running into them and I'm more and more, I'm saying, well, this person has like a natural, there's something like naturally good about this person. They're very humble. I know that if I 
lead by my own spiritual example, they're most likely going to be open to having a spiritual foundation. It mm-hmm. might not be their fault that they don't have one. Right. But I could do my part in being a witness to them with my own, you know, faith experiences, with my own prayer prayer life, right? with my own example of spirituality, and I would just kind of sense and know that they would be open to, to change because they have humility. Because they have humility. So, I th- and like I said, I think hu- humility, like we've been saying, it really opens doors for all kinds of things. Just not even self-improvement, but their relationship with God being better because of your example. But that's the biggest thing because if they don't have humility and you do and you have different values, whew, man, then like it's going to be a really rough relationship. Um, and that's the second thing I want to talk about on the on the topic of prayer is, is values. Like, don't be too snobby about who you date. Like, I love Jason and Christina Everett. They're actually two of the greatest Catholic speakers uh, of our day. I really believe that in the U.S. Um, super funny, amazing talks. If you ever go to their, um, you know, look them up on YouTube. They do great stuff. One thing I, I, I kind of agree with and I kind of don't, they talk about like the dump him list, you know, like have all these standards you want to have in mind before you date somebody. And I get it because I, I agree with it because the, I think the problem today with 90% of young people and anyone looking for a spouse is our standards aren't high enough. We just date people, like we said, just to just to have somebody, just to not be lonely. And then they have all these flaws and it ends up bringing us down. It'd be, it's worse dating them than if we were single. And it brings us into sin sometimes, you know. Um, however, uh, without being too, I don't want to say snobby, but like, you know, without having standards too, too high. Rigid. Because, yeah, like you can rigid also, in your criteria. Right. You, you know? can also run into the problem on the other extreme then of like having values so high that you have a great person right in front of you and you're just being like super judgy of them. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they'd make a great boyfriend or girlfriend, but you're like, no, well, they don't fill this box and that box and A, B, C, D, and E. Mm-hmm. So I can't date. Well, like, okay, maybe this is the person God have for you. And because of their humility, they will grow <laughs> in any of the, any of the issues. Like, just like you have, you have to as well to grow in any issues that you have because we all have them. Um, but values are really, really important. Um, you want to make sure that it's someone who does have a deep prayer life, someone who agrees. They don't have to agree on everything. Like, oh, well, do you do you believe uh, in Duns Scotus and his idea of the Immaculate Conception or Thomas Aquinas from the from a thousand years ago? Like, okay, maybe not that deep about it, you know? But overall, you should have, there should be some values that you agree on um, and, because you won't be able to start a family if you don't have at least a solid foundation of faith and morals. Yeah, no, I agree, and and I'm not really a fan of the checkbox either because, like Rock said, I think it is too rigid, and I think it's all about seeing where someone is willing to go, like not just about where they've been, because that's how we check boxes off. It's like, hey, like what what have you done? Like, tell me about your past. Right. But it's like not about that. It's like where are you going from this point forward? Exactly. And it doesn't mean that we should ignore red flags. Like if there's something that's a clearly red flag, like a red flag, like you acknowledge it and you know, discern it. Right. But don't just think like, oh, this person does this, they're out. Like, that's not really fair. Right. Yeah, because again, you can, you could change them by your own example. Right. You know? And we can't save them. Like, they, they Sure, we can't yeah. save them, mm-hmm. but we could have a positive impact on them. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we're seeing a common shape take place here. Um, values and humility. Mm-hmm. If you both have the similar values, v- very close values uh, on family, on, on right and wrong, on faith, on prayer, and you both have humility then even if you're not perfect and you can't check off all those boxes you're talking about, at least you have a common goal you're trying to get to. Um, I was told at one way I heard, um, I believe it was Theology of the Body um, that talks about this, but I might be mistaken, but one of the greatest tasks a husband and wife have, in fact, maybe the most important task you have if you get married is to get your spouse to heaven. If you both have humility and you're both working on your flaws and you both have similar values, similar goals to get to spiritually, 
and in your character, then you will both do that. You will both lead each other to heaven. Are there any other final qualities you guys want to talk about? Maybe smaller ones besides hum- humility and having the same values, which are probably the two biggest things you got to pray about before you get in a relationship. I like a dry sense of humor because yeah. I have a dry <laughs> sense of humor. So that's big for me. <laughs> I, I I really appreciate someone who is very self confident very secure with themselves and yes. very independent because um i think clinginess <laughs> is very unattractive <laughs> so that's a personal <laughs> rock thing yes i mean clinginess is not necessarily a good thing in general but that's specifically a pet peeve of yours right and and you like the dry sense of humor really that's, yeah that's cool uh-huh. you have to okay and you know what on the note on that note i would say you also need someone that you can be yourself around because technically you can you can say to this person you can meet a person and date them and say in your mind well i mean on paper they look great but maybe they're just not made for you because you can't be yourself around them. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yes, on paper, they should look good as far as their values, and you should be able to know they're humble people with, with a good head on their shoulders that would make a great husband or wife um, and a great father or mother. But if you can't be yourself, yeah. you don't just don't click with them. You just don't vibe with them. Right. You have to acknowledge that. My they, fi- might just, sure. they might just not be the one God made for you. My favorite example of this is is Rye, our best friend who we talked about. We obviously know you listeners that you guys aren't going to know who Ryan is, but he's someone that we grew up with. And he's our best friend. You know, we, we talk to him every single day. And he acts the same as he did with us. Like when it was like a guy's night with the four of us, you know, like watching the Flyers or the Eagles or something, like the way that we would talk. And then when he's married, he's the same. Mm-hmm. He's exactly he's the very same. very authentic. He behaves the same with us as he does with, with his wife. And I right. think I'm, I, that's inspiring to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And like he can clearly be himself around her. Yeah. And she, can and she loves him herself. for that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Around him. Hopefully they listen to this too. <laughs> really? I mean, I think they do sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Hope you're doing well, Ryan. Yeah. Good job, Ryan. <laughs> so any other qualities before we get to our last point of the evening? We'll probably talk about them in our future podcast on this. Okay. Yeah. So just to recap, we've hammered out humility, good values, and you got to be able to be yourself, your authentic self. And they got to be themselves around. You got to feel comfortable around each other. Uh, and we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll delve into this more. There's so much you could say about this, which we'll get to in future podcasts. But now that we've established that, let's say you found somebody. Let's say you've looked at yourself. You think, all right, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I have any major wounds that I'm just going to bring anybody down in a relationship. Uh, I don't think I'm just dating just to be alone. You know, I'm trying to be satisfied with just God first. All right. And I found someone that seems to have some of these qualities. And you're excited about it because that's been all of us. What kind of tips would you guys give for a guy or a girl? Uh, once they've found this person, how should they approach that person? How should they be? I'm not sure. I don't, that's I don't know. That's I would have to that's, think about. That's a really good can question. You, do you want to start yeah, off that I one? got yeah. it. Be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> be yourself. Who's yourself? It's it's the the prayerful best version of, your, of yourself lit up from the inside out by God's grace. That's mm-hmm. who we are. Our true selves are who we are. We're trying our best to get out of sin. We're praying. We have a good spiritual life, Right. And we're, and, we're, and we're trying to, each and every day, each and every hour, grinding it out, trying to do God's will, and we're being relaxed and fun about it. That's who you truly are. So what I would say is, let's say you found that person, or you're looking at, you're eyeing somebody up right now, or in the future, you meet somebody, and you think, all right, I, I want to pursue them. You have to be yourself. Um, so first pray, first get in the good spiritual grooves so that you're truly yourself, and then don't change that yeah. when you're hanging out with that person. Because you're right, Dan, because when you're truly you know, authentic, that's the reason they were attracted to you in the first place. Exactly. So all of a sudden, you start feeling like you're gaining traction with this person. And then you're like, maybe you're going to intentionally abandon the person that you think is wrong yourself, even though everything about you is, is perfect because right. you're being real and true and 
authentic and that's so beautiful. But then you start maybe trying to modify yourself a little bit to try to get that to per- person to even like you more. Right. But that's that's going to actually turn them off because they didn't fall. In, they didn't start liking that person to, you know, the new version of that you're trying to be. They didn't like that person. They liked who you were. Right. Actually, I can think of two pitfalls there. A great point, Rock. Number one, you risk them falling in love, like you said, with a different person. Like if they fall in love with fake you, really you is going to come out eventually. And that's yeah, not right. going to go well. Like you're not, you're not, they're not dating you. They're dating fake you. Mm-hmm. And that's never going to lead to anything, anything good. Mm-hmm. And number two, as you said, Rock, when you're being fake around them and try to impress them, honestly, like people can kind of sense that. Mm-hmm. All right, talking as guys here. All right, this is the one specific to guys <laughs> thing that we'll say, but girls will appreciate this. I read a study, and it showed that it was like um, they interviewed a hundred girls, ages eighteen to thirty-five, about what they found most appealing in guys, and um, every single one of them said that they would they were more attracted to a confident man than to a man that did not seem confident. But let me tell you something: when you fake confidence it doesn't come off as confident. Mm-hmm. When you fake it, it comes off as insecure because you end up acting like a, a jerk, mm-hmm. you know, because you're faking being like all that, or you're just not yourself. And people, even if they don't even notice it, they can't even put their finger on it in their mind, they can sense that you're not being yourself. Yeah. And so weirdly enough, number one, you can get them to fall into a fake, fall in love with a fake version of you and then the real you comes out as not, not pleasing. And number two, it doesn't even come off as confident. How are you going to be the most confident version of yourself? And I say this for the guys and the girls listening to this, a good relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Because when you have a good relationship with God, right. you feel good. Exactly. You feel loved. You get you all f- the affirmation you need. Mm-hmm. You get all the affirmation you need. You know what you're, you're where you're supposed to be in your life. You're confident that, hey, if a person's out there, God's got them. When you're t- Let's say you're eyeing somebody up right now. Just put it all in God's hands. Like, all right, if this is the girl, God's going to make it happen. Or if it's the guy, God's going to make it happen. If it's not the person, then that's fine. I trust God. And then you'll be more loose be more yourself it'll be more relaxed you won't be putting all your eggs into that basket you won't be worshiping them by accident mm-hmm. and you're gonna be yourself and that'll be attractive to them and if it's not attractive to them then you can say hey all right well like, yeah then I, that's good too exactly <laughs> yeah. they're obviously not meant for me right <laughs> so hey like all those people listening i remember oh my gosh i remember being so worried about girls and 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 and, and relationships just relax mm-hmm. trust the lord i know it's hard but the lord does have somebody out there for you, you just got to be yourself and be confident and then they'll vibe with that yeah and also shoot your shot. Like she says no, she says no. Shoot <laughs> exactly. Your shot. Exactly. <laughs> or he or he, you know, you know, you just send, send send that text, ask them to go out and you know, on on a on a date, be yourself, you know what I mean? And um and and if you are if you're the best version of yourself lit up by God, healed by God, then I promise you, the listener, that person will come. And they might come faster than you think. Um I know Aunt you you uh you mentioned that um this is not a good thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway because this happens in my life. No the clue sec- what this is going to be. <laughs> the second you stop thinking about finding that person and stop worrying about it so much, they do come quicker. I, I that in my experience that has that has mm-hmm. happened. I that, disagree. Like, you disagree. Uh, we can just keep that between our own little <laughs> That's conversations. Fine. In my, in, in, so in my okay, and just totally, Dan, yeah. this is not an official JMJ stance. <laughs> yeah. Just, just Daniel's perspective here talking. Daniel. <laughs> yes, Daniel. Um. It's not my real name. It's Daniel, but whatever. So does Karen call you that or something? She doesn't. I just that just kind of okay. popped. Where did that come from? Yeah, maybe keep that to yourself. I'll just keep it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm being myself. Yeah. Fair so enough. therefore, you really shouldn't be shooting this down. <laughs> so um, honestly, though, just my perspective. 
stop worrying about it put your focus on the lord and then that that girl or guy will come and 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 they will vibe with the real you as long as it really is the real you so get yourself out of sin get yourself healed let god heal you i should say right and then stop worrying about it and then that person will come um and don't be afraid to say a prayer to the holy spirit like hey like it's been a while I'm looking for somebody. It's hard to find good people, good guys, good girls out there. Holy Spirit, please organize organize a, a time in the future, an event, a place for me to meet that person and let me recognize it when they come. Um, that goes a long way. And say that prayer with faith, not with anxiety, not with fear. Just say it with faith and God will take care of it. Because yeah. what you're asking for is a good thing. You know, it's like your vocation. Yeah, like why? If, yeah. if, if you're if you are called <laughs> mm-hmm. to that, why wouldn't God want to give yeah, that exactly. to you? It's just a matter right. of time. If He hasn't yet, then there's a reason. You yep. know, right. so just, be, just put your happiness and faith yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. But All right, we got more to come on this topic, right? More so to do. come, possibly, not today, not, not today. <laughs> possibly the next podcast. We'll in, in the future we'll look at uh, other topics on relationships. If you like this, what was the uh, what was the Easter egg again? It was... The Easter egg. I was trying to think of that too. It happened so early on. Yeah. Oh my god. What was it? It was. Oh man! Oh no! Throwing a blank. Yeah, it was something <laughs> that was kind of funny, and then I said, "Comment on any one of our YouTube videos." Oh, okay. Well, you guys know it. Just, yeah, just, yeah. Like, just, just do that. Do right. Yeah, whatever it was. Do. I feel like it has something to do with brownies or something. No, no, no. no not brownies. No. What are, Maybe where I'm just hungry. Where did that come? Brownies. I don't know. Sorry. I'll you just know, retire myself in the podcast. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a little hungry too. So yeah. Do you guys want to get brownies after this? Yeah. Applebee's. I don't want. Br- brownies with the ice oh, cream oh yeah the ice cream possibly possibly all right all right we're getting food after this we're gonna sign off we hope you enjoyed this uh and um again we're on all social media please like our stuff please share our stuff and uh just keep praying keep persevering keep putting your happiness your relationships in in the, the hands of the lord and you literally can't go wrong so let's say a quick prayer to end in the name of the father son holy spirit amen dear lord thank you for um Tonight, this podcast, these conversations, um, please allow us to trust in you uh, ever deeper, ever greater, uh, trusting that you will send the right person our way if we are called to that vocation. Um, If we do struggle with anything in the spiritual life, give us the grace and the humility to accept that and to work on that so that we could be made ready for that vocation. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen, Father, and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless.